Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. said we are living in a culture entirely hypnotized by the illusion of time in which the so-called present moment is felt as nothing but an infinitesimal hairline between an all-powerfully causative past and an absorbingly important future. We have no present. Our consciousness is almost completely preoccupied with memory and expectation. We do not realize that there never was, is, nor will be any other experience than the present moment. We are therefore out of touch with reality. We confuse the world as talked about, described, and measured with the world which actually is. We are sick with a fascination for the useful tools of names and numbers, of symbols, signs, conceptions, and ideas. And then Mother Teresa said, Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow has not yet come. We have only today. Let us begin. Welcome back to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. Today's episode is called Copies of Copies. So in the previous episode, I asked you what was real for you. The point of that episode was to focus on the emotional and psychic sphere of your reality and asking yourself amidst all of the symptoms, all of the displays, all of the things that you notice, What's actually real about those, right? Because once you allow what's real to come forward, now at least you're rooted in reality because you can't change from delusion. This is one of the most important lessons I've ever learned in my life. You cannot change from the story you're telling yourself. It's got to be about what's real. And so that's why I asked you, what's real for you? Well, today's episode might be thought about as a bit of a follow-on for that, but instead of asking what's real, I'm kind of asking when is real. I've noticed in the personal development space, we have this preoccupation with the future, right? And of course, because we can put so much hope in the future. Well, there are two ways we think about the future, right? Either hopeful or worryful. There's that really great line in the Beatitudes, right? I think it's right after the Beatitudes in the Bible where Jesus is like, you know, who of you by worrying can add even an hour or a day to your life? Like you can't. Once you have worried enough, For it to inform the present, it's diminishing returns after that. It's only taking from you. It's only giving your peace away, so to speak. And, you know, the other way that I was talking about in personal development is we tend to think about the future as hopeful and then it becomes a place that we escape to right so we set all of the goals and we we do all of the visualization about this grand future that we're going to have for 30 percent of people that died today they didn't know what was coming and if you're curious to how many people die a day in the u.s alone it's something like 2.8 million so 30 percent of that woke up this morning 
and they were sure that they had a future. Well, as sure as you are now, which once we start to like really peel into that belief, you realize that it's not sure at all, that you actually have no idea whatsoever. If you have a future, it, you'll be lucky. But guess what? When you get there, it's going to be called the present. And if you're not used to living in the present, if you're used to avoiding it, you're going to avoid that too. And so when we think about the future, whether it's worryful or hopeful, the thing to ask ourselves is how is that informing our present moment? How is it how is it helping us show up here today, now, in this moment? Because this moment is what's real. Now, one thing that I've put out in my content before that I think is worth meditating here too is that neuroscience has consistently found that when you remember something, you're not remembering the actual memory itself. You're remembering the last time that you remembered it. Remembered it. And so what that means is you can think about a story that you either tell yourself or you tell other people, maybe a story that you're proud of, something that happened that you retell a lot. It's important to understand that that story is copies of copies of copies, and there's really no way of knowing how close to reality that story is. See, because you can lie to yourself for a really long time, and if you lie to yourself enough about a certain story, like maybe, maybe you make a story up for some reason, who knows, and you tell yourself that story and you tell other people that story over and over, it will become a memory for you. It will become real. You can like supplant stuff into your memory in that way. This is also why eyewitness accounts in court, in the court of law, are becoming less and less relied upon. Um, and it's almost never enough now to get somebody put away because, again, it's so easy to lie. It's so easy to lie to ourselves. Our, our memories are not a vault of information. I mean, they are, but not in a way that we can access and, and kind of skim through them. Rather, we remember things for the same reason that we can conceptualize a future, which is that it can inform the present moment. And so it's easy to beat yourself up about the past or to go back to the past to try to think, oh, how can I make this right? How could I have done this better? How could I have? Well, if all of those questions aren't informing the way that you're showing up today, again, they're no more than escapism. It's just a way to leave what's happening for you right here, right now. I also think that it's worth putting out the reason we often escape the present moment is because we don't feel safe. Like we don't feel safe in our bodies. If you if you could read, uh, I mean, there's so much so much literature on it at this point. I think the gold standard or like the most talked about is probably the body keeps the score, um, where it talks about how when we experience something traumatic, it's really stored in our physiology and so our bodies like actually becomes an unsafe place to be and so that's why we have so such rampant escapisms today right we escape with all kinds of different things that's why i do the out of darkness workshops because escapism is so prevalent but you can also escape and tell yourself that it's in the name of growth right and that's the personal development industry a lot of times we escape into the future and we say oh we're growing it's like well no you painted a picture you hope you get to and that hope is causing an inspiration of spirit, right? You feel an expansion of self as you think about the possibility of that future. Now, if that's where it ends, unfortunately, that's where it ends, right? Actually, what's got to happen is you think, who do I have to be in this moment if that is going to be my future reality? And often what it means is facing what's real, which is 
what's coming up for you in the present moment, right? And so you have to go through those things, again, because you can't change from delusion. And so you have to admit what's real and you have to be in what's real, right? And this is why I wanted to, rather than talk about it emotionally like I did in the last episode, I wanted to talk about it like geospatially like I am now, like in time and space, what's real is where your feet are, right? It is the present moment. And, you know, in some sense, all you've ever been is in the moment because you don't have any other way of being anywhere else except for in thought. But again, that's not reality. That's you not acknowledging that you're in reality. And sometimes it sucks to be in the present moment, right? Especially when you go through, man, I mean a breakup, but like even worse, right? Like when you lose someone you love, it's like, of course you want to go back to when that was a thing and when that that was real. Um, But it's not, right? And so integrating that love into who you are and, and taking it with you into the future, allowing it to inform who you are in the future. I think I was faced with this in some way at a young age because I lost friends in the military and I was sort of faced with, you know, the thought of like, how do I, how do I live in a way that makes their life worth it? You know, like, I don't know. It it just felt so daunting. And you think, well, you know, you live a life that maybe would infuse the best of who they were into who you are. I mean, you think, well, how will you do that? It's like, well, you got to show up here now be present and awake and engaged in the present moment in your life, in the only place that your life is actually happening. And that's right now. Now, I would like you to hear me correctly on this because I'm not telling you that things don't have to be grieved, right? Because they actually do. They have to be grieved in the moment. And that all has to be gone through, right? That's allowing what's real. That's why these two things, these two idea of what and when is real have to really be approached in tandem But what it is at the essence of it, what I'm trying to convey in both of these episodes is a commitment to reality, a commitment to the life that you are given, to the gift of the moment. And it's so easy to live in escapism. It's so easy to tell yourself a story about reality that's actually quite disconnected from the real thing, unfortunately. But, you know, maybe you arrive to a place that's similar to the place that I arrived to, right? Because I'm certainly doing this episode because I myself personally am no uh, stranger to escapism, right? And to trying to escape my life. But maybe you you arrive at a place where you just realize that nothing is going to help except turning toward your life. The people that are in your life, if you have a belief in in divinity and a belief in God the people that God has put in your life, the situations that you've been put into. If you're more of the Eastern bent, you might think about this like your dharma, right? What is your dharma calling you to? And accepting that because that's what your life is. That's your lot, so to speak. And once you accept your lot in life again, then you have some autonomy and you can start to work with it. But not until then. And, you know, I think it's also worth pointing out that we can tell ourselves the same story for so long that we believe that that's what reality is. Like, and you'll, you know, these people, because you'll ask them like a yes or no question, and then you'll get a story about it. Right. And that's because they've attached that story to what's real. And so this is a place where having a coach or a therapist can be really helpful because you have to have that mirror like held up for you so that you can see what parts of your story are only story. 
They have nothing to do with reality and you can gently and over time learn to let those go. But yeah, allow what's real for you to come forward. Allow yourself to be in this moment today and to use that to affect change in your life. Because, you know, I'll tell you this out of experience. Once you arrive in the present moment without the story about what you're doing here, it's actually pretty incredible. Once you're free of the pressure of the past and future, right now has everything that you need. When spiritual gurus talk about waking up, so to speak, what they're talking about is arriving in the present moment without the story and for once finally being able to fully appreciate what their life is. To me, that's the work. That's been the story in my life anyway. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk later on Morning Coffee. Before,